0: You are now listening to The Plug, The Bushy and the Mountain Man, a little podcast about nothing. Well, all right, welcome to another episode of The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. I am your host, Bushy, with you again. Not with me again is the Mountain Man, and I don't know what's going on there, Um. The last time I actually heard from the mountain man was, uh, let's see, December 17th. Uh, He was doing some volunteer work, said he would be back, and I haven't heard from him. So I don't know really what the hell is going on there. Um, I could tell you this, the chair is always open. That is my partner, my brother from another mother. So if he decides to come back, there he will sit. Uh, for the time being, the show must go on, and I may be uh, beginning some interview process to get somebody to at least sit in, uh, whether it be a temporary basis or a permanent basis. At this point, I do not know. But um, hey, when I said I would do this, you know, I made a commitment. I'm all in, and I enjoy doing it. If for if, you know, if for no other reason than I like to hear myself talk. And you know a lot of people they like to podcast because they like to they like to, they, they like to talk about things they're passionate about. And uh, that's that's a really good reason to do it. Uh, it's a reason I do it. It's why this show is like all over the place. You never know what we're going to be talking about, you know from episode to episode. But it's also very therapeutic. you know. Um, it's, it's a way to get things off your chest. It's a way to, you know, work through things. And that's just amazing when you have a medium like this. And even better yet, when you have people out there that will listen to you, enjoy listening to you, and give you feedback. It's an absolutely amazing thing. So, yeah, the the show will continue as of right now. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the mountain man. And I'm not making promises for him anymore, you know. Uh, frankly, that's a grown-ass man. And uh, I, I've made all the effort... And I'm done fucking making effort, you know, Uh, come on back, brother, sit down, let's do this thing because people love it. I'm tired of getting phone calls and text messages, asking where you are. I'm going to start saying, fucking ask him (laughs) and then get back to me so I can know. (laughs) Oh man, so much has been going on and I've, I've tried to keep so much under wraps, you know, to, to protect the innocent, so to speak, but God damn it. Those of you that know me in person, have you know, and have had the misfortune of meeting me in person, know that whether or not we agree on certain styles of music or you know certain films or you know even politics, people know that I'm as real as can be. I'm one hundred percent, and sometimes that seems like it's in your face. But I'm honest, man. I am brutally honest about my convictions, and I'm not going to budge on that. I'm not going to budge on that. So I've you know, I, I, I've kept things silent, but here comes the therapy side of this. I've, I've got to get some stuff off my chest. I mean, uh, since since I did the episode, you know, bushing about a Tennessee, things got better for a minute, but then they went straight back to hell. And I wish I could say this shit was my fault. I wish I could say, look, I'm a scumbag. I'm an asshole. That's just not the fucking case. Um... You know, as a man, I I tolerate a lot more than any man I've ever met would. Any man that I ever met would. Uh, I've probably been dumped 15 times in the last year by the same woman because of her fucking insecurity issues and uh, her trust issues, which are well-founded based on her experiences. But to project that onto me, I think, has been totally unfair. And towards the end here, it started getting really mean and... That's just bullshit, because I think this person's a great person, I think she's an amazing person, and I really hope she gets everything she deserves. I think karma's going to bite her in her ass, personally, as an opinion, but I hope she gets everything she thinks she deserves. And I thought I could draw the line, uh, you know, a couple weeks before Christmas, fuck you, it's over. You know, again, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I wasn't even upset anymore. I, I I haven't been upset by this shit in like several months. So, oh, fuck, here we go again. You know, whatever. But it did bother me because Christmas was my, you know, or is my favorite time of year. And I was without my daughter that week. You know, I, I had to take her to Northern Virginia to, um, to uh, go spend Christmas with her mom and her family up north. And it sucked. It absolutely sucked. So I drive her to Northern Virginia, come back, you know, spend Christmas alone. Uh, I didn't necessarily have to. I know the mountain man did come over that day. I stayed in my room and slept. I wanted nothing to do with anybody. And I, I think he may have been pissed about that, but, you know, tough titty. I was not in a position emotionally to be around people. I slept literally the whole day away you know and then that Saturday you know I was supposed to be driving to Virginia not by myself and I had to do it again by myself so whatever then we get through the new year you know which was miserable and then all of a sudden you know they're back so great you know because I do care for this woman I do love this woman but fuck so we're back and then It comes down to, you know, I had to make that decision to put my dog down, and then some shit was said that was, boy, damn near unforgivable, and I still would have been willing to take this person back. But that's my flaw, is I care too goddamn much, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and when I say I care, damn it, I'm all in. I don't say all in as a joke or just, oh, it's the flavor of the fucking month, that's what I mean. If my feelings are there, that's what I mean. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. Other side of that is, really didn't bother me so much this time. So, fuck you. Have a nice life, I guess. You know, Good luck to you. I don't wish any harm on you. I don't wish any ill. Good luck finding someone that will put up with the fucking shit I did. Now, what I want to do is get into some music real quick. Because I think... I think I need to, because the basis of this is, um, this episode's titled, Black Diamond, A Dog's Tale, and I, and I, and I want to explain that. I would like to give a mention, you know, we did just lose, you know, Neil Peart, uh, Peart recently. Drummer for Rush, drummer, lyricist for Rush. Amazing drummer, not a fan of the band, but I cannot deny his impact on the music community. Uh, you know, rest in peace, and I, I guess he was fighting off brain cancer you know, for a while there. Didn't even know that. That's insane. And, uh, so to all his fans and, of course, his friends and family, you know, our our thoughts, prayers, well wishes. Sad to see our heroes dropping. I guess that's the biggest thing. And, uh, just recently, uh, uh, Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, I think it's Gianna, and seven other people just perished in a helicopter accident like a day or so ago. So we definitely want to send our, um, you know, thoughts, prayers, well wishes, positive vibes, whatever it is. You know, stand on a teepee and shake a dick at something. I don't. I don't know what it is you do. Whatever it is you do, offer condolences to these folks because nine people dead in the you know drop of a hat, and it, it's very tragic. And I know there's been several drummers from bands I know nothing about that have passed in the last week. Um, we certainly want to remember those guys. I'm not into the death thing. I don't like death metal, grindcore, all that. I'm not into that shit. But I know that their people are and they follow these guys, so I know it hurts. And Corrosion of Conformity's drummer just died, and um, I think I knew one or two songs by them, you know. So again, not a fan, but I certainly understand the heartbreak that is felt by fans, friends, and family. Uh, so I definitely don't, uh, definitely want to offer my condolences out to them. Um. I know I'm going to be an absolute wreck when Gene Simmons passes because he's my freaking idol. You know, this is a Israeli Jewish immigrant that came to this country and he's a true embodiment of the American dream. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a wreck when he goes, as a lot of you other Kiss fans are going to be. And you'll notice that when I, you know, as I mentioned Gene Simmons, this show is titled Black Diamond and there's a reason for that. So let's go ahead and get into some, uh, get into some tunes and we'll get right into the episode.
1: Talking about me walking round without a tear in your eye, eyes, eyes airing out my dirty laundry while trying to suck my well bone dry 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 you ain't You just fuck off and die. I heard that you've been speaking softly, trying to toss my good name under the bus, 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 creeping round with everybody. Trust, trust You ain't nothing but complicated Every time you love it's a lie You got me so damn agitated So baby why don't you just fuck off and die no
0: Her "Dirty Living" off of the Dynasty album, killer song. Peter uh, Peter Chris on lead vocals, and then of course some Kid Rock with "Fuck Off and Die." <laughs> Sorry, kind of had to. So I mentioned having to put my dog down, and I tell you what, I didn't expect this to be as hard as it actually was, and I'm hoping I can maintain. Throughout the recording of this episode. Uh, Thor was born um, October 7th, 2007. I picked him out at two days old. He had one brother, two sisters. They were both Brendel. Uh, from those of you that are on my Facebook page, you know he was a tan and white you know, pit bull. And uh, he had on his tail, his whole tail was tan except he had a black diamond in his fur at the top of his tail. And I just thought it was the cutest thing. He was also the smallest. He was the runt. But he was the thickest. He was the thickest of the bunch. And I knew these pups were common. My buddy, Art McManus, and his wife, Penny, they had a little... She was a small pit bull named Felony. And I knew she was pregnant. And I said, dude, as soon as they're born, let me know. I want pick." we were great buddies, man. I mean, so, you know, he called me up, said, hey, dude, they're here. So at two days old, I went over, you know, his little eyes weren't even open yet. But he was the thickest, even though he was the smallest. And he was just such a cute little shit. And that black diamond, me being a Kiss fan, that black diamond on his tail, it drew me right in. So I picked him up and loved him up and said, okay, you're mine. I'm going to call you Thor. And that was great. That was great. Now, the cool thing is... Is that while he was going through that, you know, first eight weeks, my buddy's wife Penny was constantly picking the dog up, calling him Thor, you know, saying his name, whispering in his ear and such. So, but the, by the time I went to actually bring him home, I walk in, you know, and they did charge me, which is fine, you know, they were trying to make some money. I paid a hundred bucks to a buddy, you know, for a dog, and uh, she said. Nate, you're never going to believe it. He knows his name. I was like, shut the hell up. How does he know his name? And she put him in the kitchen, came back out into the living room and said, go ahead and call him. So I did say, hey, Thor, come here, Thor. And that little son of a bitch come out running. He knew his name. It was great. Absolutely great. So we get him home, you know, and he he was actually a pretty good pup. I don't remember him chewing up a lot, although I'm sure he did. I'm pretty sure that if I thought about it logically, some toys met their demise at the jaws of this dog. But he and Nevaeh, my daughter, Lady, immediately hit it off immediately. They're, they're just best buds. And um, the one time I could think I ever did anything to this dog that I'm not proud of, he may have been in the neighborhood of five or six months old. and She was just doing what she always did. Because you got to remember, Nevaeh was only two at this point. She kind of pulling on his ears a little bit. Never hard, but she just aggravated him. She would mess with his ears. She would stick her fingers in his nostrils. He bared his teeth at her and growled. And that scared me because until that point, I had never owned a pit bull. And what flashed through my mind was, oh my God, the media was right. And I grabbed him by the scruff of his neck with my bad arm. And he was probably about 50 pounds there. I mean, he ended up being a big dog. And I just kind of threw him you know? And I felt bad about that. I really did. Something I'm not proud of. Other side of that, that dog never, ever, ever bared his teeth or growled at her ever again. They were best buds. This child would sleep on the dog. I don't mean with the dog. I mean on the dog would lay down on top of him. If you, uh, if you search my Facebook photos, you will see pictures of Navea asleep on the dog. You will see pictures with Navea's fingers up in his nostrils. You know, she used to rub his ears. It was a very calming thing for her. That that little flap in the ears is kind of open. She would stick her fingers in there because it was always cool to the touch. She loved that. And she would just rub it like a little massaging motion. Not hard. It just comforted, uh, comforted her. It, it was always just a thing. And he just ended up being a really good boy, you know, Uh, at about eight months. Actually, I thought I was going to have to put him down. We lived in the upstairs of a uh, upstairs apartment of a house, Um, both the downstairs and upstairs had a porch. The porch downstairs was kind of wraparound, so it had a roof over it. And we had just switched the bed uh, because I was with her mother. She had two other kids. We had just switched uh, the beds from single beds to bunk beds. So we had beds outside on the porch, stacked up, mattresses and such, because we hadn't taken them off to the landfill yet. And I was actually working for DirecTV. And, um, I worked from home. So I sit down on my computer, you know, me and her mother have been outside smoking a cigarette before I went on for my second part of my shift, you know, customer service, which sucks. And, um... I sit down and start logging in, you know, logging into all my systems and I look out my window because I had my computer situated between two windows. So I look out the window to my left and there's Thor, son of a bitch, is staring at me. He's on the roof of the downstairs porch. And So I come out yelling at her, Mom, did you let the dog out? Did you not shut the door? Oh my God, I forgot. Jesus. So I go to the porch door, open the door, go out onto the porch. And there he is looking at me, you know, friggin' six, eight-month-old puppy somewhere in there. And I said, Thor, come here. You know, because I'm going to go grab him. Well, this idiot decides I'm trying to play, and he turns around and takes off running. Well, he only runs three feet before he drops about 12, 15 feet to the asphalt uh, driveway. Now, people, I like could tell you this. I've seen dogs get hit by cars, and It's horrific. The sound I heard when he hit and the yelp he heard, I heard when he hit is a sound that I've heard while seeing another dog get hit by a car. I was horrified. So I go running through our apartment, down the stairs, out the door. As I open the door, he's already at the steps. He's crawling up the stairs. Now Nevaeh automatically, and she's, ah, oh God. Yeah, two and a half, going on three. She's automatically trying to reach for him, And I slammed her, you know, not intentionally, of course, but I took my arm and slammed her right into the fridge because the, the the door leading upstairs led into our uh, kitchen, slammed it in the refrigerator because my first thought was every time I've seen a dog hurt in any kind of pain, they lash out at anybody that tries to help them as a rule. And I know that pets have strong jaws. No, they don't get locked jaws. It's a fucking myth. So I was freaked out by that, slammed her into the fridge to just kind of let him go. And, I, and as I watched him walking away, he wasn't level. His back legs were, or his hips were drooped. So I automatically thought that um, he busted his hips. He walks out, you know, shuffles, I guess is a better word, into the living room. And he lays down on the floor next to the wall, just through the doorway into the living room. And this poor guy just pissed all over himself. That's how you know an animal is in pain. Because he was housebroken at this point. And he just pissed all over himself. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I had to call my boss. And I believe my boss was in Oklahoma. And say, hey, I know this sounds stupid. My dog just fell off the roof. And even that sounds insane. How's a dog get up on a roof? And I didn't have time to explain it to him. My dog just fell off the roof. I think he's broken his hips. I may have to put him down. I'm not going to be in the second half of the shift. And I take Thor off to the, uh, the vet that was designated as a 24-hour emergency clinic for the night. And let me tell you what. I couldn't have been happier with the outcome. And I couldn't have been more surprised. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into some more music and then I'll tell you why I wasn't surprised or why I couldn't be more surprised. Here you go. Here's some tunes right here on the plug with Bushy the Mountain Man. Yeah, last year a lot of motherfuckers asked me why I didn't do no sex nasty shit. But this year I went
2: down to Miami and got my nigga from two live brother Marquis in the house. Yeah, I'm the motherfucking nigga. Yeah, we're going to answer the question about girl problems. All these niggas is having girl problems, Mark. Huh, tell them, man. Tell them, Marquise. Let me tell you what time it is. I got a from the east, got a hole from the west, got to hold it like jack jacket off and rub it in her chest. I got a hold from the north, a hole from the south, I hold it like suck it long and hold it in her mouth. I got a bitch with hair, a bitch with none, a bitch with a knife, a bitch with a gun, a bitch with a ass big as a TV set. And there's a bitch over there, hey, the one I'm gonna get, the yo, but maybe not. She might not like me though. No sweat, you a vet? I'll slam my sister though. Word. I send the whole damn herd I fuck them all and leave them on the curb I got a bitch with a mink Who rides a fat gold link Who like to fuck me with their ass up on the kitchen sink Got a bitch with tits A bitch with ass A bitch with none But hey I give her a pass And I love them all I love them crazily And they love me back That's why they stay with me So if you're having girl problems I feel bad for your son Got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one Hit it No bitch ain't one A that's old, a bitch that's new A bitch who loves velvet and the colors blue I got a bitch who's fat, a bitch who's built A bitch who all her titties give out powder of milk I got a bitch who's funny, a bitch who ain't A bitch who can sing, a bitch who can't A bitch who loves fucking on an airplane I even got a bitch off Soul Train I got a bitch who rolls a ragtop bins Long ends I got a bitch who's broke as a bum but she's the most fun. I got a bitch who plays piano, a bitch who don't, a bitch who dances naked, a bitch who won't, a bitch who's short, a bitch who's tall, a bitch who burns my pager with priority calls. And I love them all. I love them crazily. And they love me back. That's why they stay with me. So if you're having girl problems, I'll be bad for you, son. Got 99 problems, and a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Yo, Marquise, you from Miami, man. Why don't you show these motherfuckers all over the world the two live style of how the bitches treat a motherfucking fly nigga like you. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one of them I don't trip on hoes cause I don't need none of them Pussy the temptation, dicks to persuasion All a hoes Suck cock, nigga, how you playing? That's why I don't sleep on them, I just freak on them Stick dick in their mouth, take it out and I ski on them The nigga the one-nighter, the bitch exciter I only love my hoes when I'm going up inside them Problem number one is getting money I'd rather taste the green than sip the honey So don't expect nothing cause I ain't offering I go hard on my bitches cause I'm never never softening Putting a demand on them fuck them and scram on them The wham bam thank you ma'am game is ran on them So fuck how you feel, your fucking cheap thrill I hope you took the pill cause I won't pay the bill Getting pussies just another expense If pussy pays the bills then dick pays the rent I only need a hope for one thing and that's to come I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one Ha. Yo, Marquise, my motherfucker, you got problems, man? A bitch ain't one. Aw, shit. Let me tell you how to do this shit. I got a bitch that loves the jig. She'll fuck you right after she fucks me. I got a bitch who loves boats. I got a bitch who loves handcuffs and rope. I got a bitch that's fast, a bitch that's slow A bitch that's a virgin and a bitch that's a hoe A bitch that lies, a bitch that's true A bitch who's a man because they're bitches too I got a bitch that's cool, a bitch that's hot A bitch who loves rap, a bitch who loves rock A bitch who's lost and one who knows where it's at She gets up under me and purrs like a cat I got a bitch that runs, I got a bitch that walks I got a bitch that yells, I got a bitch who talks I got a bitch that's dirty, got a bitch that's neat I got a super fine bitch that I knocked in the swap meet And I love them all, I love them crazily And they love me back, that's why they stay with me So if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one Hit me No, a bitch ain't one You know, a bitch ain't one. You know what I'm saying? I got problems with my motherfucking rent, Marquis. But a bitch ain't one. Man, you got yourself nothing, man. Fucking them raggedy, spank assholes, nigga. A bitch ain't one. I got problems staying out here on the street with these police trying to take a nigga out, you know? But a bitch ain't one. Got problems with motherfuckers buying my records. But a a bitch bitch ain't one. Fuck them all, nigga. Fuck them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Bitch ain't one. Got problems, man. All the motherfuckers can kiss my motherfuckers.
3: About they, 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 freedom isn't free. It is more than just an old cliché. America's freedom is paid for every day by the brave warriors who are serving, fighting, and dying around the world to protect and defend America and its freedoms. Eldon A. Buddy Gee, Sergeant Major, U.S. Army, retired. to leave no soldier behind. As a nation, let it be our pledge that when they return home, we leave no veteran behind.
0: Iced tea off of Home Invasion. That was 99 Problems, and then Eight Ball. I wish I could remember the name of the album, but it's escaping me. But I saw these guys at Rockin Pod last year, and that was Warriors of the Free World. So as I was saying, couldn't be more surprised. This dog had no broken bones; his hips were fine. He was just severely bruised, so they put him on some pain pills. I think they gave him five or six of them, you know, to get him through the week. It was a one-a-day pain pill, and it was about the size of a half dollar. Man, I couldn't tell you how happy I was. But just that visit, you know, plus you know, I missed work, and then I had to shell out $275 for an after-hours visit. But he was fine. Funny thing about this guy is that um, he didn't like water. Uh, giving him a bath was always an issue. If I started running the bath water... I wanted it to get the temperature, I didn't want him to freeze and call his name, I would have to go hunt this son of a bitch because he'd be nowhere to be found. I'd find him underneath a bed and I would have to pull him out from underneath the bed. And, you know, it got to the point at, at his biggest, he was almost 90 pounds. He was a thick boy, you know, thick dog. And I'd have to pick his heavy ass up and put him in the tub, and then as I'm, you know, dumping water over him and scrubbing him up, no, no, stay, because he was constantly trying to get out. I, uh, I remember we went camping one time, and there was just a little creek, you know, there at the little campground, and Nevaeh's mother wanted him to come into the water, because it was hot as shit, and he was panting hard, and we had plenty of fresh water, she was thinking, let's cool him down. She had to drag him into the water, and he sat there with his tail tucked up under his belly like he was being beat. He just couldn't stand the water. It was absolutely hilarious. I uh I will tell you, he was the most protective animal I've ever had. Um, you know, me and her mom would sit there you know, play wrestling, play boxing, whatever. And that dog would put himself between me and her, and then he would jump on me, you know, because he would protect women that dog was very protective of women and he was very protective of children you could not spank Nevaeh when she was two three you know when toddlers need a spanking every once in a while you know you can't just explain to a toddler why something might be wrong sometimes you have to pop them on the ass so they associate no if I do this then my butt hurts and if you would do that that dog would come at you you just did not mess with children with him And he's just always been a good boy. Um, By the time he was a little bit older, I didn't have to have him on a leash anymore. He would just listen. He was voice controlled. Uh, Because I worked for DirecTV, you know, out of my house, he also didn't bark. You would have to bang on the door to get that dog to bark. Because even if he would start growling or barking even a little bit, I'd have to snap my fingers at him and shh. Because we weren't supposed to let the customer know that you know we were you know, working out of the house kind of thing. So he just didn't bark. And if the dog was barking, you knew somebody was around. And most of the time, if he was barking and somebody was around, it meant it was somebody he didn't like or trust. And I'm a firm believer that if a dog doesn't like somebody, you could damn well bet I'm not going to like you either. If my dog don't like you, you are not my friend. And he's been good, man. He's been good. I mean, uh, he was well traveled, uh, you know, as far as dogs go. We've taken him camping. Um, he's been to Virginia, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, we took a trip to Virginia, me and her mother, Nevada's mother, to pick up her daughter. You know, so he's just he's just well traveled dog. Uh, we brought him to North Carolina. Poor thing, it was a miserable trip for him. He was in the back of Mountain Man's truck, and that that little back seat was as packed full as it could possibly have been. So that he wasn't really able to sit, he was more on his hind legs with his front legs up on the back of stuff. And that's a 12 to 15 hour drive where we went. You know, so we had to drive that whole way back down that way. And um, he's just, man, he's just a great dog. I started noticing maybe in June or July, I'm sure I put it up on Facebook, definitely by August, definitely by Rockin' Pod, because I wasn't sure if he was going to be here when I uh, got back the following weekend, or the following Monday. I started noticing he wasn't eating as well, and that he was looking like he was losing weight. And he had a bunch of bumps on him. I was afraid to take him to the vet, I was afraid of what that diagnosis would have been. I was really scared he may have had cancer. But it didn't drop any more than that. And then around late November, his breathing got really, really bad. It was... It was a...
4: <coughs>
0: oh, Excuse me. <clears throat> See, it hurts my throat to even try to mimic that. So late November, it, it started getting really bad. And at that point... I wasn't working full hours anymore. Um, most days I would go into work a 12-hour shift. I might get four hours in. I did not have the money at that point to take him to the vet. I don't know that the outcome would have been any different. I just know that I couldn't take him to the vet. Uh, throughout the month of December, he went from 80 pounds. We weighed him January 17th, and he was down to 50 pounds. I don't think I realized how much weight he had lost until Nevaeh and I got up that Friday morning to go, you know, and, and do the inevitable, but we had a plan, you know, we were going to take him out to breakfast and stupid dog, loved McDonald's sandwiches and such. So we took him to McDonald's and man, he must've scarfed down four or five of those, um, sausage cheese biscuits. Love those. Not a fan of eggs, this dog, I guess. So he scarfed down four or five of those, and then we took him for a walk in a big field. And Then it was 10 o'clock, man. And uh, we walked into the vet. And I got to say, this vet here in uh, Newland, uh, Dr. Jewel is his name, it's uh, Avery Animal Hospital. He tried. He tried, he examined Thor and he, you know, the breathing. He's like, God, God, that's not good. So he's looking down his throat. Thor did not want to open his mouth. And he shoved his fingers down his throat as far as he could, trying to feel what was in there. And he said, there's a mass in there. And I wish I could tell you it's something that, uh, we could say, hey, come back in a week and we'll have it removed and he'll be on the road to recovery. That wasn't the case. So we had to, go through with what I knew was going to happen in the first goddamn place. So he comes back with a shot, and I'm like, okay, lady, get ready, get ready. He's like, no, this is just to relax him, just to calm him down, to get him breathing easier and such. So his last few minutes were, were, were comfortable, for, for lack of a better word. And then he come back with that pink shot. And we all know what that pink shot is if we're pet owners. And Lady and I, we were just petting him and kissing him and telling him we loved him as they're injecting him. And uh, he took a shuddering breath. And it was over. And uh, my best friend in the whole world was gone. And I've had one hell of a time dealing with it. I would like to uh, send a special thanks to James West who called me because he knew I was upset. He called me and we talked for probably an hour. I I appreciate that, brother. You'll you'll, you'll never know how much I appreciate that. Because I'm here to tell you there's two other people that I wanted to hear from and I haven't heard from them. Frankly, one of them said that I was a pussy for paying somebody else to kill my dog. Apparently, I should have just shot him in the head and splattered his brains all over the ground. And the funny thing is that everybody I've talked to said there's no way in hell they could have done that, so maybe that's another sign of this person's character, which is why I wasn't so upset that they're fucking gone and out of my life. Alright, let's get into some music. I gotta compose myself here.
3: Some high society lady says, is your horse outside? No, ma'am, he's between my legs, but you're too fat to ride. And you're learning a little more about my ways. What I think about your dollar and your white collar and your good old American way, if you Sorry about that. Don't make fun of my hat too. You might get knocked flat and learn some more. If you ever pass down our way, about the folks without the dollars and without white collars, hell, they're.
0: So we just heard Bruce Dickinson off of the uh, Balls to Picasso album. That was Tears of the Dragon, followed by Hank Williams Jr., The American Way. I'm not all country, but man, I do love me some Bocephus. So anyway, the vet told Nevaeh and I to go ahead and you know take our time with them, And we did. We probably sat in there for 20 minutes just crying over him and kissing on him and you know, just loving him. That it was so hard to do. I walked out, and I, here's the bad part. They should make you pay for this shit ahead of time, not after the services, quote-unquote, are rendered. Because I had to stand in there, and there was other people there with their animals just getting checkups, and I had to stand there a blubbering mess and pay for the euthanization and the cremation uh, you know, uh, of my best friend. And that was just so hard. And then I think it was Tuesday because Monday would have been Martin Luther King Day. So Tuesday, I got a call saying that uh, you know Thor's remains were back. So Wednesday, because I had to work, I was asleep when I got the call. Checked my message way too late. I had to go to work. So Wednesday, I went and picked Thor up. This little tin. That's what I have left of my best friend. Is this uh, this little tin? And I tell you what. Folks, pluggers, whatever you want to call yourselves, I am so lost right now. I feel truly alone. And, um, I mean, I'll get over it. I'll get through it. It is what it is. But I feel truly alone, you know, my best human friend I haven't talked to in a month or so, feels like. Somebody I thought was amazing turned out to be a little more not amazing than I expected. My daughter's a teenager, and good God, you know what that's like. <laughs> so I just go to work, and I sleep, man, or I drink beer. It's rough. I still have my cat here, I guess, but that little bitch wouldn't talk to me for the first couple of days, because, you know, animals feel too, and uh, she noticed he wasn't there. She would walk back to where he slept, and would meow, and look up for him, and she would stare at the door, waiting for him to come. Scratch on the door to come back in from being outside. It was rough for the first couple days. It is getting easier. I'm, I'm not ready to get another dog by any means. Uh, I will get one one day because dogs are your best friends and I I don't know how to live without a dog. Thor was with us for so long, but I have to wait. I have to be comfortable, and I don't want I don't want us to feel like I'm replacing them. And if there's a doggy heaven, I sure as hell don't want him to look down on us thinking we're replacing him. So I've got to wait till I'm emotionally ready for all that. I guess we'll see what happens. I know this is a short episode. I just had to explain some, you know, things that were on my mind. Let's get back into one more song, and then I guess I will close this bitch out. Here's some more music on the plug with Bushing the Mountain Man. Sammy Hagar, I'll fall in love again. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I don't really have much to promote. Um, I know that Rock and Pot is coming up this summer. I do hope to be there. You know, hell or high water, I'm going to be there. That's uh, August 14th, 15th, and 16th in Nashville, Tennessee. Man, I will fight, fuck, or fondle my way to get out to Nashville again this year. We'll see what happens. Um, as I said, uh, guest spots, you know, sitting in, talking, conversation, it's open. If, if it's something you want to do, get a hold of me, Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, you know, send me a message. Uh, if you have my number, text me and we'll work something out because uh, the show has to go on. It's so much easier and you get a longer, more quality show. If you have two people that are able to bounce ideas off of each other. So until the mountain man returns... If the mountain man returns... I'd like to have somebody come in and sit with me on a semi-permanent basis... Or a rotating guest thing. I don't care. You know, multiple people. Let's see what happens. Alright. If you're a dog lover, man, you squeeze them tight. You hold them tight. You spoil the hell out of them. Do everything you can for them because they're only here for a short time. And I tell you what, that hurts. That hurts. I, I wasn't ready for that pain. I've had lots of dogs. And they've always gone early and never with me around. I've never had to watch it happen. That that hurt. I, I still have a pain in my heart. And I know that's hard to understand for you that don't give a shit about animals. But uh, that was the 17th. So we're talking a couple weeks now. Almost two weeks. And I still have actual physical pain. I have a little pain in my heart. I can feel it. Not like I'm having a heart attack. I can feel that pain in my heart. So make sure you love them up. And if you see somebody abusing a dog, go abuse the hell out of them. This is a one time I'll condone violence. You guys be good. I will see you next time. Hopefully with some much better content. But like I said, this for me is therapeutic. I had to get all this off my chest. Motherfuckers, buy vinyl. I'll see you next time.